This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 6th, 2018. We're in the restaurant business. Good morning, Connection. Connection Cafe. Fourth week of what business we're in. We're in the restaurant business this morning. And good morning, Connection. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we want to thank you for your prayers and want to introduce you to our expanding family. This is Alexandra Beth Jones. You! She was born on Tuesday morning. Mom and baby are doing great. And um, they're settling in just a little bit. So uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, my brother Skip's also having surgery. I talked about him, uh, asked you for prayers a few weeks ago. That's tomorrow, so I appreciate that. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you for today. It's a day that you had in your mind's eye so long ago. It's no accident that any one of us are here. You knew it and you wooed us here. And so now, God, settle us in. We have worshiped you with our praise, and now touch our hearts as we hear your word found in scripture. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we're in the restaurant business. People come here because they're hungry, they're thirsty. They come to be fed, they come to get their thirst quenched. Funny thing is, they often don't even realize that's why they're here. But they know deep down, someplace in their souls, that, that something's missing, uh, they, that there's something more, and they come to find it. Maybe that's you. We know that there's something missing because we've eaten at the Life Cafe before. I know I have. We've had our share of misery and regret with a side of self-pity. How about a bowl of insecurity smothered with shame and embarrassment? Uh, a takeout order of humiliation with a side of um, unkept promises. Yeah, we've all been in the Life Cafe. And like so many others, we've avoided this one thing on the menu that says Abundant Life Special because it just seems too good to be true. Yeah, Life Cafe certainly has a, a huge menu with just about anything you could imagine on it. The problem is when you eat there, you're hungry again a couple hours later. It's it's like your hunger is never satisfied, your thirst is never quenched. When you eat at Life Cafe, you start to wonder, is this as good as it gets? Or is there, is there more? Is another serving of misery and regret all I really have to look forward to? This is expressed well in Psalm 42. Check this out. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And so as natural as it is for a, a deer to pant for streams of water, 
We thirst for the living God. It's a, it's a thirst that, uh, that can be quenched by nothing else. It's a hunger that only God can take care of. We realize that here at Connection Cafe, and that's why the menu is, is not nearly as all-inclusive as the Life Cafe, but, but it's so much more satisfying. Here we try to limit the main entree. We, we may use a lot of different names for it, but the, the main dish we serve here, same in, week in, week out, is Jesus Christ. You may find other names, uh, new life in Christ, salvation, transformation, born again. You know, we describe it in a lot of different ways, but the bottom line is what we're talking about here is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the main course. And it doesn't change from day to day, week to week, month to month, or year to year. Psalm 107 reminds us to give thanks to the Lord for satisfying hunger and thirst, for satisfying us in the depths of our soul. Psalm 107, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he, re he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. Say the rest with me. For he satisfies the thirsty and the hungry he fills with good things. You know, it's kind of interesting that Jesus satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with what's absolutely very basic. I mean, he does it with just bread and water. It's a bread and water diet. See, in the scriptures, we see Jesus comparing himself to bread and to water. He compares himself to water. One example is the fourth chapter of John there in the New Testament of the Bible, the second half. Jesus and his disciples had to go through a place called Samaria to get to where they were going. The disciples went on into town to get some, uh, some food, and, and Jesus, tired from the journey, sits at the well, which is outside of town, and, and relaxes, gets a little rest. While there, a Samaritan woman comes to draw water. It's the middle of the day. It's noon. It's hot. And Jesus asks her for a drink. And this takes the woman by surprise. And she says, how is it that you, a Jew, asks me, a Samaritan, for a drink, as the Jews did not associate with the Samaritans? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up 
to eternal life. The woman said to him, say the rest with me, please. Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And so they continue to talk. And, and, and Jesus says to her, go get your husband. <laughs> and she says, well, I'm not married. And he says, you're exactly right. You're not married. You have been five times previously. And now you're merely living with a man. Wow. Ooh, ouch. And, and, and she realizes from that conversation, from what he shared, that he is prophetic indeed. And, and, and then they go on to briefly discuss uh, how the Jews and Samaritans differ in how they worship God. And, and finally, she says that, the, you know, all that being said, the Messiah is coming. And when that happens, he will explain everything. They'll get it all straight. And, and Jesus says to her that she, in fact, is speaking to the Messiah. <laughs> He's here. He's here. And, and then the disciples return from town and they're surprised to see Jesus publicly speaking with this woman, as that's kind of a, a social faux pas in that culture. All the while, she leaves, leaves her jar, and runs back into town to share with the people about this man, Scripture tells us, about this man who told her everything she ever did. And that's really incredible that she runs back into town. You see, we gather, we're not actually told this, but we gather that She's been ostracized from the people in that town. We can only guess it's because of her behavior. Five times married and now living with the man. That, in that culture that time, that was ouch. It, was, it wasn't what was expected or what people um, liked. Also, she's at the well at noon. That's not when they go to get water. It's too hot. It's they normally go later in the day, in the cool of the day, and normally the women would go together. It's also a social time as well as a gathering water time, and she's out there all by herself in the middle of the day when no one else would possibly be there. And so we're, we kind of figure that she's out there because she's got no one else that wants to be with her. And yet she runs into town to share about this man she has met who tells her everything. She goes to be a witness. You know, a witness is somebody who tells what they know, what they've seen, what they heard, what they've experienced, right? It's like in a court of law. All the truth, nothing but the truth. So help you, God. That's what a witness does. And that's what she does, just like what we're called to do. We're called to run into town and be a witness, aren't we? To tell what we know, what we've experienced, what we've heard, what we've seen in terms of Jesus Christ to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. What's even more incredible than her running into town because she's seen Jesus is the fact that the townspeople follow her back out. These people that normally would have nothing to do with her not only listen to her, but they follow her. They follow her to come see this living water. Wow. Living water. Just think about water for a minute. Is there nothing more refreshing when you're parched, when you're so hot, to have this nice, cool drink of water? Water is the very essence of life. I was so honored to be at the birth of Alex, and 
it reminded me of that we're all nurtured in the water of a womb. I mean, water was life-giving. Water is life-giving. Jesus was nurtured in the water of his mother's womb. This earth is full of water. About 75% of the earth is water, and that's true for our bodies as well. Virtually every living thing, plant and animal, requires water for life. Water's the symbol of baptism. We'll be having baptisms next week. The symbol of baptism, water equals life. Can you say that with me? Water equals life. And Jesus is the living water. And Jesus doesn't only bring life, he brings eternal life. Life forever here on earth and in heaven. And so Jesus uses a water analogy, but he also uses a bread analogy two, two chapters later in this same book of John. It's the, it's the day after he's fed a crowd of 5,000 men. We don't know how many women and children there, so it was, must have been some big crowd. And he does it starting with just five loaves, small loaves, and two fish that a boy gives to him. Now, some of that crowd has followed him. They came in a boat. <laughs> he walked across the lake. <laughs> and so when they get to the other side, they asked him, when did he get there? Because they never saw him leave. They only saw one boat leave, and they knew he wasn't in it. Jesus answers them. He says, very truly, I tell you, when you are looking for me, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. <laughs> In other words, you're, you're thinking about <laughs> this kind of food. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. As we continue to read in this passage of John chapter 6, the crowd then mentions the daily bread that God provided Moses and the Hebrews when they were in the desert. That was called manna. Manna was good for one day only. They could only gather just enough for the day because if they gathered too much for the next day, it would spoil. It was one day. God provided. And Jesus lets them know it was not Moses who provided that food. It was God who provided. It was bread from heaven. Bread from heaven. And it is the Father who gives them the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is he who comes from heaven and gives life to the world. They asked for Jesus to give him this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Can you imagine that crowd? It's like, huh? I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is a scripture to mark in your Bible, to put in your heart. Remember, no matter what, no matter how thirsty, hungry, and I don't mean physically, but spiritually, when things are going nutso, remember Jesus says to you, I am the bread of life. 
Whoever comes to me will not go hungry. Whoever believes in me will what? Never be thirsty. Bread of life. It's an interesting choice of words. Of, of all the foods, of all the many foods, he chooses bread to compare himself to. We've got to wonder why. Well, bread is like one of the very basic sustenances of life, isn't it? Look around the world. Look at virtually every culture, every people. Bread is a mainstay of the diet. We see it throughout the scriptures. We, I think of when Abraham had visitors. He hurried up and he, he, he slaughtered the fatted calf, but he also, also quickly baked some bread. bread. In the Old Testament in 1 Kings 19, we see the prophet Elijah literally running for his life. Some people don't really care for what he's been doing, and they want to kill him. And he's about had enough. He says, God, I've had enough. <laughs> Please take me. <laughs> and then he lays under a tree and falls asleep. And instead of taking him, what God does is he sends an angel to touch him, to wake him, and to tell him to get up and eat. He needs some sustenance. Well, here's the sustenance he gets. A cake of bread and a jar of water. Bread and water. The basic elements of life. Falls asleep again, wakes up again, eats again. Same, same meal, bread and water. And is strengthened for a 40-day journey to the mountain of God. Why bread? Bread is a ba very basic, absolutely basic part of our existence, just as water is. Bread was an important part of the Passover festival, the Passover meal, when the Hebrews, that the Hebrews celebrated as they remembered their freedom from slavery in Egypt. And then later on, near the end of Jesus' life, they're once again celebrating the Passover meal, and Jesus will use bread as an important symbol when he says, this is my body given for you. Wow. Interesting side note here. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and Bethlehem means house of bread. Yeah. I mean, God has all this worked out. It's just incredible. House of bread, where Jesus was born. And so Jesus is the bread of life, the very sustenance of the life God has given us, the eternal life for which we were created. Later on in that same chapter of John, Jesus continues his bread analogy. When he says this, he says, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. Notice the word there, anyone may eat. Anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, 
Whoever eats this bread will live how long? And that's a long, long time, isn't it? This bread is my flesh, flesh which I will give for the life of the world. And so here at Connection Cafe, the menu is simple. We have one entree, one main dish. The entree is Jesus. Jesus, bread and water of life. And here's the thing. As Alan said, as the scripture said, all are welcome. All are welcome at this restaurant. All who are hungry, all who are thirsty, all who are hurting, all who are joyful, all who are grieving, all who feel that they aren't good enough, all who feel like they've fallen short, all are welcome at this restaurant. All who are in desperate need of mercy and grace, that is all of us. We're desperate for mercy and grace, for hope, for love. You know, at one point, at one time, we're outside looking in. And then the door opens. Now, we've got to open that door. And there is Jesus right there inviting us in. Come, come to the table. Have a seat at the table. Join the other sinners who have been redeemed. Come to the table. Sit next to the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.